0: Palmerbet Bear on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer!
1: Download our app
0: today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call
1: 1-800-858-858. We're about to be joined by Paul Dennett from the Cricket Unfiltered podcast to look back over Australia's second test loss by an innings and 39 runs going down to Sri Lanka who look they outperformed us we won probably day one they went on to win day two day three and day four and we're not even going to use day five it is a holiday day now after a long five week tour joining us now Paul Dennett Paul thank you so much for your company here on the overnight crowd appreciate your time my pleasure, Jen. How are you? Yeah, look, really good and a little bit surprised in some ways as to how quickly our innings came to to a finish, but I just think Sri Lanka outplayed us across these four days.
0: Yeah, it was like a, a flashback to so much of my life watching cricket in um, the subcontinent. Um, <laughs> I was, You know, the, the Pakistan tour was so good and then that first test was so good and then this is bang back to reality that it's very, very difficult in, in those conditions. And bowlers who um, you know, not necessarily uh, going to come to Australia over and do amazing things, like Prabhupada Jaya their left arm orthodox spinner, once the conditions really start to bite over there, he just becomes um, so difficult to play. And uh, it was a really slow test match with nothing happening and your sort of instinct is, oh, well, this is petering out, but there's always at the back of your mind In these conditions, suddenly someone somewhere presses the fast-forward button, and Australia went for, you know, they're they're going okay in their secondings, none for 50-odd. Bang, all out for 151 in in the blink of an eye. And, yeah, it's kind of reminiscent of uh, six years ago when we were there last time. So, yeah, pretty disappointing night, actually. You're right.
1: One for 49 was when we lost the first wicket. David Warner went the 13th over, so the run rate's looking after itself, Uh, the two of them building a, a good opening stand. Uh, on the text line earlier, some discussion about Warner and his age and his role in Australian test sides away from Australia. Do you have any thoughts on Warner and, and where we might use him better or is it just a matter of he can open for us at home or in England?
0: Well, it's a really good question because um, you know, I, I'm one of his biggest fans. I, I would um, At this stage, he's still definitely someone I'm picking in my side all the time. But uh, undoubtedly, his, his record away from home isn't as good. Uh, you mentioned England. That's going to be really interesting next year because uh, I can't believe it's already going to be um, the Ashes coming around again. But in 2019, he couldn't buy a run, especially against Stuart Broad. So I think that that's going to be a real watershed for him. That um, If he can't succeed in the 2023 Ashes, then I think that his longer-term future away from home in the Australian side would come under, under question. But yeah, I, the other thing is I think it is very difficult um, for left-handers in the second innings in the, in the subcontinent when the ball starts to spin out of the footmarks uh, and he didn't get many runs, but he he, he still looked good again. But the poor old Travis Head was another one. A left-hander coming out, um, got clean bowled by a a ball that was a decent ball, but I think it, he made it look slightly better than it, than it was. And I think that um, it, it is... Uh, they sort of say that left-handers get an advantage when they're opening the innings because so many balls pitch outside, leg like, stump, so therefore they can't get out of EW. But I think they lose that advantage batting in the second innings, especially in, in the subcontinent when the the footmarks come into play and the ball starts to to spin sharply. So Warner's still on my side at the moment, but it was, yeah, it was was disappointing to see him um, uh, fail in the second innings here.
1: A couple of other players that we put the question mark onto as well. Travis Head, uh, he's gone from hero to villains, not the right term, but hero in the first test with his (laughs) bowling. Um, Remarkable exploits with the ball in hand, which is a shock. But um, question marks again over his suitability against spin on the subcontinent.
0: Yes, and I think it shows furthermore that we really do have to be um, more comfortable in picking differently for for different conditions. I mean, Travis Head was absolutely superb this summer. The the way he played in the Ashes was glorious. And if if we're playing a Test match tomorrow starting in Australia, he's definitely in my side. But if we had a third Test match in in Sri Lanka, um, you know, I I wouldn't be able to pick him. I didn't think that um, he should have been ahead of Maxwell right from the start. Um, I think that... Yeah, he, he bowled really well in that first Test match. Got some. Um, he bowled like um, absolutely magnificently in the second innings. Um, but I just think that being a left-hander in those conditions is—it's always going to be difficult. And I, I think we did make a mistake in, in not finding a spot for Glenn Maxwell in the eleven.
1: Yeah, it's one of those moments that we now look at and we go, opportunity missed, because he brings the off-spin that you know the, the eight or so overs that we got out of Travis Head. You know, you would have been able to use and maybe. Um, help line out who had a, a truckload of work to do, but it wasn 't happening for him and then right hander and spin option um, uh, and very good against spin and very good exponent of the sweep shot, both reverse and traditional, so which was an undoing for a few of our batters today. I know Margaret, one of our um, regular listeners, not impressed with Labashane changing his game plan and trying to sweep when she didn 't feel that 's usually his strength so a few players that, that we've question-marked. Alex Carey, his keeping came under question throughout a marathon innings um, in this Test match.
0: Yeah, he did, and he missed a few opportunities, but so did Niroshan Dekwella for Sri Lanka. There were just um, several balls that went straight past the bat and then bounced alarmingly a couple of times. Both of them got smacked in the face. Um, luckily, they're wearing helmets. And So, yeah, I always find it very difficult with, um, with keeping because they... Um, get so few opportunities to to really shine. And then when it comes along, you just don't know what another keeper would have done under those same circumstances. But I suppose it's the sort of thing that... um, The one positive we can take from this, looking ahead to the upcoming tour of India, which is going to be absolutely massive in sort of February and March next year, that at least players um, like Carey and like Lava Shane have had um, a lot more exposure to the type of conditions that we're going to get over there. Uh, Lava Shane's first-inning century was, was really impressive, and I think that's one of the real positives to take out of the tour, that when a player has yet to perform in um, red ball cricket in Asia, and he's never had the chance to do so before, um, to, to have gone over there and, and managed to get a century, his first century away from Australia, uh, is a real tick in the box, as is Cameron Green's form. Um, I think he looked good as well. And, of course, Steve Smith, um, for him to get a, his first century in a while. So I think that there are still a lot of positives to take from the from the from um, these months that we've spent in the subcontinent. Obviously, as I said, Pakistan was a triumph. And at the end of the day, it's a one-all series draw. Um, it's a hell of a lot better than the 3-0 drubbing we got six years ago.
1: Oh, I absolutely agree. And I think it's, it's one of those things that our first innings, you're right, we had positives. The first test, we had positives with the bat again. And it just felt that we just weren't able to make the breakthroughs with the ball in hand and as I said, a marathon innings, it was always then going to become really difficult under fatigue for our batters to, to shine mentally. And it just looked like there was some tight execution and all credit to Sri Lanka for, you know, Chandamal to take the the benefit of the fact that there was no review available and go on and put Australia to the sword. Uh, a huge positive for Sri Lanka with, I think it was five scores over 50 and his 206, which was massive.
0: Yeah. It was a wonderful effort. And, Uh, Yeah, there's a lot in there that um, Australia's use of the review system will come into question. Um, Again, I I can see both sides of that. It is very difficult uh, in those conditions to get it right. Um, uh, Kumar Damasena, who's normally a pretty good umpire, made quite a few mistakes throughout the series. And I think that maybe that's the change of mindset that they need. That They need to kind of go back to that feeling of, all right, if we don't challenge and it turns out that we we would have got the wicket, we have to accept that and, and sort of be a little bit more conservative in these um, matches, where it's quite possible that we are going to be in the field for 100, 150 overs or more, and, th- and three reviews can get used up very quickly, so I think that's something they need to consider. I mean, even just today, when um, Warner and Smith both reviewed their LBWs, I know it's now we're talking about batting, but both of those were <laughs> reviews where the ball was clattering into the stumps, not the not the smartest use of the reviews at all. So I think there's probably something that they can they can learn from from there. But the big thing is we do need a left-arm orthodox spinner. And it's, it's a, a, a real pity that Ashton Agar wasn't fit for this series because I think he would have done really well. And when you've got um, the ball to the right-hander being able to beat the outside edge or go on straight and beat the inside edge. Um, you know, Rangana Harris did it to us in 2016. Um, we, we, we always seem to struggle. Um, whenever Jadeja gets a chance, we struggle against him as well. Um, it would be great for us to be able to... Um, uh, fight back with a with a suitable bowler. So hopefully Agar can be fit for the for the tour of India. It
1: was interesting that we had two of our left armers in Agar and Holland, I think both with similar side complaints, uh which was disappointing because then, then they're unavailable and as you say, like Agar I agree with you, I think would have been a, a really good in into our eleven and our balance of the side. Bondi Jack sent a text message in Paul that he wanted to, me to reread to you because it came through earlier. But yeah, he had the question that how all how are all our Australian captains so disturbingly incompetent with DRS? Um, <laughs> is it is it to do with the the conditions maybe made it more difficult as you said to touch on? We're just not as confident, or did we panic a little bit?
0: I think it is difficult because um, I mean, take for example today where. Swepson had one where it was given not out LBW. They appealed pretty strongly. And then, of course, they had no reviews left, so they couldn't, it. couldn't have reviewed it. Watching it live, I thought I would have given that not out. I think that's missing leg stump. And I reckon that they might not have chosen to review it, even had they had the opportunity to do so. The replay then shows that actually it did turn ever so slightly, held its line and was actually hitting leg stump. But I think that... Um, part of the time, it is just very, very difficult to, to, to get it right. And now with technology um, sort of exposing the human frailty, uh, it, it's it's sort of hard to expect a, a bowler with arms and legs going everywhere or a wicketkeeper with not the greatest view or a captain who's got to put all things together to get it right when ultimately you're then going to be judged against, um, you know, seven cameras with the most sophisticated technology in the world all pulling into an, into an algorithm and getting it um, in a way that no human can do. So that's where I think they might need to just say, right, um, let's practice it a little bit more. Let's make sure everyone knows the the rules Um, and let's make sure that we have a bit of a system like England used to do, maybe, that unless, say, the three key people, maybe the the captain, the keeper and um, the bowler, are all saying, yes, let's review, then maybe we've got to err on the side of, of being a little bit more conservative. But, of course... The minute you do that and you, you get one that is given not out, you don't challenge it, and, and your, your coach up in the stand gives the out signal, um, mm. everyone just stares at each other. It's a horrible feeling.
1: It is a really horrible feeling. I know in um, Australian conditions, the which is often Nathan Lyon fielding at point, he gets asked just to do with height. So he has to, he has to be very quick to say, no, guys are going over, or, you know, because in Australia it, it's more likely going over than not. So there is a tactic as to how the playing group have to get used. And again, uh, over in Asia, our field settings are so much different and the the pitches do operate so much more variably that it can be really difficult. All it raises to me is my convincing appeals as a wicketkeeper. Jeez, I wonder how many times I was so, so wrong.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: because you, you swear blind from, from KBR, that is hitting middle of middle. <laughs> and you think to yourself on review, ah, maybe not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, the ones that crack me up are the ones when I see the, the highlights from the 1990s. And the, it's absolutely plum. It's given that out. And the commentator's go, yeah, that was probably going down leg. And No, it wasn't. You know, with um, eyes with the modern benefit of having seen Hawkeye a million times, um, I think we we can see what um, the, the mistakes might have been made in the past. The other thing that's hard about it is, of course, they, they're they not um, able to be dispassionate about it because there's a, there's a whole lot of um, feelings at play. Like, if you're uh, judged if you're at point and someone says, is that going over the top of the stump? And you know that the bowler is absolutely fearsomely determined for it to be reviewed. Maybe he's playing for his career. Um, Mm -hmm. And if you say, no, I think it probably was. And then the review shows that it was hitting the stumps. then geez, that's a horrible, horrible position to be in. The most obvious one is when you're the non-striker and the batter walks down to you and says, what do you reckon? And you're thinking, well, a, my angle's not perfect. And B, what am I going to do? If I say, I think you're a plum and you walk off and it turns out you're not out. Um, you, you've got to be a very strong-willed character to be able to have that um, ability to say that, I think.
1: And that was what brought up, um, it was Labashain with Smith, wasn't it? There was a few comments that were like, Labashain, not strong enough to say to Smith, no. Whereas even on that slightest of angle, a lot of the batters will turn to someone like Steve Smith, who has a great understanding of where it's pitching um, and you know, his shot selection. They, I can understand why Labashain would go, if you're adamant, that that's not out you have to go up so they're not going to say to him mate walk off
0: absolutely and the, the match situation comes into it as well but at that point then if, if smith gets out then australia's in, in in really in the mire so that 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 becomes a factor but I, I sometimes think if the batter feels that he or she needs to speak to their partner that's a pretty good sign that they shouldn't challenge it because if you've hit it for sure and you know you've hit it, and you've been given AWW, you'll challenge it instinctively. You won't yeah. even notice your your arms are doing it. Um, or if you're convinced, oh, that's that's definitely pitched outside leg, you're, you're ready to review it straight away. If you've got to walk down and say, what do you reckon? Then I think that plays along to the lines of, if you're that uncertain about it, um, you probably should walk off.
1: Yeah, that's a good that's a good point, because it is that the whole idea of your instinct should should give you the answer straight away. But it's a, it's a good... In- Invention in our game, but it's also uh, a painful one for, for many, many reasons. But Australia, <laughs> look, they, they end up with an extra day off, but it was been a five-week tour. We, we won the T20 series. The ODIs went to the hosts. Um, so overall, fairly even five weeks. And a, and a big tour in the, I suppose, the climate of things over in Sri Lanka. So um, a, a historic moment for Australia, regardless of the one-all test series?
0: Yeah, and I think that it's been a lovely two or three months for Australian cricket that, you know, our our men's side haven't always been regarded by the rest of the world um, with, you know, with huge affection. But I think that they've done a lot to change that in the last few months. The the wonderful tour of Pakistan, the the great um, reception that the Pakistan people gave them and the the great spirit that that series was played in. And then I think this one as well, there's a sign prominent, um, you could see throughout it was you know thanks for coming mates that the crowd had put up or that had been you know there's a genuine appreciative uh, nature of the of the Sri Lankans for the Australians of, to have come and had a major tour at a time when Sri Lanka is obviously undergoing uh, tremendous difficulty and um, yeah it's 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 a uh, it's something that the Australians should be very proud of and I think that they, the way that they've conducted themselves on both tours has made me proud um, of of, the, of them and it's something that I've always said that. Um, You don't need to carry on uh, like a pork chop in order to be successful. This notion that unless Australia are playing with this real, real kind of attack dog spirit, they won't be successful. And I think that Pat Cummins shows that that's nonsense. He's the best bowler in the world. Um, He's the captain of the Australian side. Uh, He's going to be the captain for as long as he wants. He's doing a great job. And he plays the game with great grace and great dignity. And, uh, you know, I'm really... I'm really happy about it. I probably sound like I'm from the 1930s, but that's still I feel.
1: <laughs> oh, no, I, I, I agree with you. There's a reason that Cummins, I think, uh, is the marketable man that he actually is because of the way that he goes about each contest uh, without sort of – Australian crickets always come across that elusive what is the line and he just seems to play cricket and compete – and, and I like that about Cummins as well. Now, before I let you go, and I do appreciate your time, but just the, the one more minute here, Bondi Jack got back in touch and he said there was, that he thought that appeal was probably Swepson. Um, not wasn't Swepson, it was Marnus. And he actually wants to ask the question, did we under bowl Marnus across this series?
0: Yeah, it's a good question. Um, he, every time he came on, he did seem to spin the ball um, more sharply than Swepson did and i i think that yes we probably did underbowl him and i think that's a a tendency for all captains that um the part-timers get underbowled when the opposition is batting big and i think that given that sri lanka uh, had such a massive innings that probably a few more overs from him you know, would have been worthwhile um but you know he does bowl a few loose balls as well but i uh, yeah i think that a few more of a few more overs from him would have been good um, and of course if Maxwell had been in the side I would have liked to have seen a, a few overs from him as well.
1: All right Paul I really appreciate your time we will let you go now thank you so much for joining us here on The Overnight Crowd it's been great to chat with you.
0: Good on you Jen. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese tomato and aioli so we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after ten thirty a.m for a limited time only.